Hello and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce Odyssey podcast. I'm here today with Kaus from Mason.io. We're going to talk about the benefits of automating a Shopify store. So Kaus, what, in your opinion, what are the benefits of, of, of automating a Shopify store? Well, you know, first of all, thanks for having me. And uh, we had a really great conversation just before <laughs> we started recording. So, I'm, uh, you know, uh, we've already known each other a little yes. bit now. Uh, but uh, when you step back and you look at essentially any, any, anyone who's come online and now you've set up your online store, right? Like forget Shopify, uh, any online store. I mean, it's, it's hard as it is uh, now with all the competition around uh, it's so much easier to come online and set up an e-commerce store it's just so hard to stand out and to win to grow constantly right and and why would you want to do the every tiny nitty-gritty operations that you uh, you know to run your keep your store fresh or uh, you know what's happening uh, in, in your data or how do you even you know uh, understand how customers are engaging with your products or how do I you know essentially utilize CRM or loyalty there's a ton of different things that you've got to know and uh, from uh, marketing to uh, literally operations to CRM to loyalty to fulfillment there's a bunch and um, I personally think that it's just meaningless if you have to do everything learn everything and do everything on your own all the time there's a ton of better things that you can spend your time on and uh, uh, you know the core being you can spend your time understanding your customers understanding what products work for them rather than all the everyday you know day-to-day -day stuff that you you know you end up doing so the primary benefit of automating your store it gives you time it gives okay. you that space to kind of step back and uh, you know understand the core of your business which is your customer and understand what works and what doesn't work for them rather than you know being busy for the sake of busy automation helps you refocus your energies on the right things okay so what are the most important things that should be automated i mean there's the standard uh, stuff that people you know, have been doing for a while. Um, there's, of course, your email marketing and your notifications. So essentially, CRM is something that people have been automating for a while. And that's probably because that space is really, uh, you know, uh, filled with great products, like from a MailChimp to a Clavio. It's a mm -hmm. very, very, uh, you know, evolved ecosystem already. So CRM and loyalty is something that's been being automated for a while, and you should definitely do that. Um, uh, shipping fulfillment, uh, your whole, whole order tracking, that's something that people are, uh, have you know started doing for a bit again and that's definitely something that you should definitely do um why do you have to uh, you know worry about uh, uh, which shipment is a bunch of these orders are going towards right like that is just too much work uh, which carrier should i send it to we don't really need to bother there are tons of great products out there from shipo to whatnot just utilize them right uh, I see one interesting thing, customer experience and customer support uh, is something that now is uh, taking center stage when it comes to when people are thinking, how do I now, now that I've got like the day-to-day -day logistics out of the way, what's next? And that's usually customer experience because, um, you know, as we were talking about it, it's, it's so hard to uh, grow online. There are tons and tons of competition and you got to make sure that every penny that you spend in, in getting a customer to your store, you really utilize it, 
right? Um, so you're spending a bunch of CAC, you got to make sure that you uh, optimize your customer lifetime value. And customer experience is the best, is the primary lever for optimizing your CLV today, right? And uh, there are different things in customer experience that you can automate. Um, uh, most people don't, like customer support. I mean, Gorgias, for example, powers you to automate a bit of your customer support. And that, that really helps for sure. You don't have to really like spend, even for simple questions, you don't have to like be there and make sure that you're responding. Um, your storefront itself, which is your store itself has a bunch of all these different components in it. You've got your, you know, your different collections. You've got sales that you're launching. You know, you've got, uh, you know, product bundles that you that you uh, want to showcase to your customers. All of that are differently different parts of your, um, are essentially different parts of your store. And uh, most of the time, that's like the last thing that people even think about. Can I really automate it? Because it's not just about saying that I want to make a collection. You have to make the collection look good too. Uh, you know, create a cover art create a banner, all of that stuff. Um, so that's something that uh, now you're seeing that teams are starting to use like Zapier and you know, tie in uh, some other capabilities and sort of trying to automate. So I would say that definitely do your table stakes, which is your CRM, your fulfillment, your order tracking, all of that, but also start thinking about customer experience automation. So, what is, so how does your product help to automate these processes? Um, so, uh, see, when, when you're running your everyday store, there's a bunch of e-commerce strategies that you do, right? And if you abstract it out, it's mostly, you know, sales and promotions. So you definitely, definitely, definitely run sales and promotions on a very regular basis. Uh, you have stock and inventory updates, um, you know, are my products back in stock? Are, are they running out of stock? There's only five items of this product left, right? Or these are trending products, like a bunch of customers are buying it. So there's a lot of stock and inventory updates. There's product bundles. Um, hey, you know, like these best bought together or maybe my highest converting orders, I, I create them into bundles, right? Um, so these are different e-commerce strategies that you run very regularly. And, you, and most of these strategies are based on the data in your store, like my store, what's the cost, what's the price, what discount am I putting my products on? Uh, what is the inventory status of my products, right? So what Mason helps you do is essentially watch that data. So you can actually set a rule like, hey, if my inventory is running below five, uh, you know, call it out as last five left, right? You, you don't have to really go see that data happening and then go back to your store and actually manually update it. It, it just automates that whole uh, you know, experience itself of every time your products are running low, it automatically packages it into last few left collection, shows it to the right customers. Um, you know, if it goes out of stock, it marks it as out of stock, comes back in stock, it marks it as back in stock. All of that can happen on its own. Uh, so what Mason helps you do is watch your data and drive your experience. Okay. So is it, is it, I mean, okay. So imagine I'm, I'm a total Shopify newbie, right? And I just mm -hmm. have no idea what the best things to do. Well, you're, you know, what are the kind of, you know, do you have kind of best practice automations that you just out of the box, you say, these are things you should do. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, uh, per industry, uh, I mean, we started out with having like very standard playbooks, like, you know, stock out, stock in, uh, you know, trending products, They're like very basic stuff. Um, but as, as we, over the last year, year and a half, as we've worked with more teams, uh, we've started understanding, hey, that for different industries, there are different kinds of, uh, you know, strategies that you run. For example, 
uh, in, in food or groceries, you can't keep your products beyond a certain amount of time, right? Yes. Uh, let's say you have salads. You've got to make sure that they sell out on the same day. Uh, so you, you definitely need like a, uh, some sort of a watchdog that keeps an eye on, are my salads selling out by 12 o'clock or not? If they're not, I need to put them on sale. I need to get them nice. out of you clear that inventory. So we are learning that, hey, different uh, you know, industries have these specific strategies that are very, very crucial to actually make your business work. So now we are also adding more industry-specific playbooks as we understand that from customers. Okay, so do you have any kind of examples of, of you know, a customer success story of something, you know, what, what have they done and how has it helped them in base and, and how would you also, how would you measure how it helps you? Yeah, so, so we have a bunch of awesome teams using, in fact, Skechers uh, is one of the teams uh, in Thailand, their store actually uses Mason a lot. And uh, 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 the interesting thing that they do, and they're, of course, Skechers, everybody knows, like, you know, sports shoes, running shoes, blah, blah, blah. And uh, uh, one thing that they do, they're, they're an offline online uh, model. So they definitely have their own stores They distribute their products across different, uh, you know, retailers and uh, distributors, and they also have an online presence, right? So one of the strategies that they do, uh, which is very related, uh, similar to, uh, uh, in a way, the clearance uh, strategy, but but morph to uh, you know sports uh, to shoes and uh, uh, footwear is that and, and in an offline online way they look at which of their products are really selling or people are really craving for offline and when that uh, you know when the stock runs out in their offline stores they they don't have to store the stock in different warehouses anymore what they do is that they centralize it they run discounts on it on their online store uh, automatically for it. And then, uh, you know, so you have your offline Skechers stores in, somewhere in Thailand, you know, they see that certain product is doing really well. Um, and, uh, you know, it's difficult to kind of distribute this product across all that different uh, regions. So they centralize it, uh, this, uh, they put a great discount on it online and then they get amazing amount of traffic and, uh, you know, uh, uh, folks who come and buy that same, uh, you know, model. Right. Uh, so that's a very, very interesting uh, strategy that uh, we've seen Skechers run, for example, for footwear. Um, but uh, another example that I, I personally love is, uh, uh, you know, customer favorites. And I, I'm a, uh, by the way, that, that works for me. When I go well, you're into a an sucker online for store. it. I'm a sucker for it. Like, you go into an online store and then you see that, hey, like most loved or customer favorite, you know, like, and you are always excited. It's, there's like social proof element to it. So it kind of gives you that, you know, yeah, people love it. And then there's also FOMO. Uh, so it's like a lovely combination of both. And um, uh, we've seen a bunch of uh, fashion and accessory stores actually use that really well, uh, where they automate the whole process that every time, you know, a certain product sells more than 50 times in the last one week, for example, you know, mark them as customer favorites and, uh, you know, showcase them on the homepage in a collection. So stuff like that, that that's another interesting thing because it works for me too. Okay, so basically, it, it, it's one of the main uses is creating bespoke collections out of, um, out of, out of, you know, based on customer behavior, and then promoting those to the to customers. Yeah. Well, um, do you do cross selling as well? Is it? I mean, what is it? What does it automate in terms of of cross promotions? 
Yeah, that is actually something that we are adding uh, uh, now. These are some of the new playbooks. By the way, it's not just about bespoke collections, but also like sales and discounts and stuff. Uh, so for example, you can schedule a sale for a weekend. You can say that, hey, uh, any product that's tagged as 50% off, uh, you know, uh, launch the sale on Saturday night and pull down the sale uh, on, on Monday uh, morning, right? So you, you can also do strategies like that. Um, so it's sales and we spoke collections. Um, sorry, what were you? But I, I was saying, um, what, what's the, we were asking about, um, I was saying about cross-selling and-, and Cross-selling, um, yeah. yeah. So, so that, that actually is a very, it's a great question also because that's one of our top, I guess, requests from customers is that, they get a lot of, they have a lot of data in their Shopify or any other store, usually you get, right? Like my orders are typically when someone buys this t-shirt, they end up buying this pair of jeans with it, right? Or if someone in toys and baby care, for example, usually people end up buying a bunch of things in bundles, right? Um, so one of the uh, you know requests that has started coming in is that, hey, uh, whenever someone's adding a certain product and then there are typical, very common orders, which have other products in that order, can you make automatic, automatically showcase that as a bundle to that uh, user and uh, you know, promote that uh, on my store, right? So these cross-sell and upsell bundles um, and promotions are definitely something that we are adding to the roadmap. It's not live yet. Okay. So how do you, I mean, okay, how would you, you know, if I was needed convincing about how well this would work, how would you sell it to me? Is it, is it you know, can you put any figures on time saving or, or increased sales or, is it just a bit bespoke to everyone? So, I mean, initially it was about time save, right? Like we, did, we were, we were, we launched in uh, uh, about 2020, uh, mid 2020. And, uh, you know, our primary observation was that it's, it's really hard for folks to kind of operate at, at the level that they need to. Uh, yeah, retail is something which burns out uh, where people, employees, owners, they just burn out a lot because it's so intense. Yeah. Uh, and specifically when you move to e-commerce, it's like 24-7 store. So it's like even more, right? Um, uh, so it definitely started with productivity. Uh, but uh, honestly speaking, what we've started seeing over this last couple of quarters is that a typical store, which is, let's say, at a 5 to 10 million GMV. So you are like a, you're getting to be a successful business. And uh, if they turn on about 10 playbooks, automation playbooks, which is around stock, inventory, and sale, uh, they end up seeing 25 to 30% uplift in their store conversions. Um, so that's actually pretty interesting because our, our, what we now understand is that because you are able to uh, kind of take away the everyday rigmarole of, uh, you know, doing, uh, hey, I want to put this discount on all my products now. Okay, I got to clean up the discount now, right? So the, all the stuff goes out of the way. People are able to really plan ahead and experiment with more strategies, right? Does a flat 50% off work for me or will a buy one, get one free work for me, right? Um, so they're able to experiment with all these different strategies and uh, that uh, they're starting to see that that actually leads them to find the right set of playbooks that works for their industry and their customer segment. Okay. So if this, I mean, you know, if, if this product's successful, I'm saying I'm sure it is successful, but as it gets more successful, right? Are you worried that Shopify is gonna come in and copy your product and just add it as a standard feature or something similar? I mean, 
I mean, that's always the case, right? Like for if it's if you're on any platform, I guess uh, that's always a question. Like, is it something that um, you know uh, that platform will, for example, take care of uh, in future, right? Um, one of the ways that we are tackling it is that we started out in Shopify, but we are completely API backboned, and we've already started moving across different platforms. Um, over time, our goal is also to enable enough connectors and out of the box sort of integrations that it doesn't matter whether you're on Shopify, Magento, or you're selling on Amazon, you'll actually be able to use all these different playbooks and um, you know operate your uh, you know day-to-day -day strategies really on automated right um, but I think there's another part to it too what e-commerce platforms like Shopify help you to do is they they have, they are a system of records so what they have helped you to do is that they have helped you to set up your online store right and setting up your online store essentially means that hey my inventory my catalog my pricing system right all of those uh, you know, uh, systems of storage, I would say, of information, right? Uh, but when you are operating your store, when you're running, you're taking the decisions, that's actually, a, that's actually a system of flow because what you're doing is you're looking at the data and then you're doing something, you're actioning something that impacts experience across your storefront, right? And it could even be across, in future, across your social across your uh, you know uh, direct selling sms whatever it is right um so there is a slight difference in that because the first uh, you know kind of system helps you set up and go online but this is a kind of system which is like a zapier and a canva it helps you actually grow online right so i think fundamentally there's a little bit of a difference in terms of what really uh, you know okay. these different systems so, so your tool would make my, make someone's website sing like pavarotti <laughs> absolutely i'm going to borrow that <laughs> no you can i bought it i bought it off someone it's not mine i'll tell you what I got it from later. um so, so you see, I mean, because obviously, you know, I run a, I run a multi-channel business. Uh, do you see, you know, your tool expanding into other channels? So enabling people to run promotions, not just on Shopify, but also on, I don't know, Amazon, eBay, yeah. et cetera, other channels that you, yes. you sell yes. to. For, for sure, for sure. We've actually uh, just have went live with an Amazon integration already. Um, uh, you know, even if you just move as like, look at, how a typical brand sells today it's also instagram store it's all facebook shop you know there's a google uh, shop ads you know you do a lot of different channels your customers are essentially across everywhere they can find you or your products at any point in time so you're almost like a distributed store right yeah. so uh, so definitely uh, it's it's very important part of our roadmap is that enabling you powering you i would say to run all your strategies across all channels. It doesn't really matter if it's just your website or your web store, but, or anywhere else. So I might say that, 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 that automation can be a great differentiator. It enables you to basically create a fresher store, which differentiates you from other stores. Cause you say, one of the problems I think with Shopify is that it's, a, you know, there's a lot of very, very similar stores, which have kind of been, you know, they've taken a the theme and they've customized it a bit yeah. and it looks, Okay. Can you tell me um, what you think the 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 best uh, you know the best Shopify stores are using to to stand out? What 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 strategies they're using what, um, to do that? Yeah, I, I think the primary thing that you see most of the the top top stores do is. Uh, it, the, the number one thing is that based on how customers are engaging with you know uh, their products or their store they're actually 
feeding that back into uh, what next uh, strategy do they run on their store, right? I mean, if, even if you zoom out and look at an Allbirds, uh, you'll see this entire, uh, you know, top collections. Uh, these are trending in this region, that sort of stuff happening, right? And that is, is one of the primary things is that are you really understanding, you're not just running a, you know, dead store. It's not just some products that you like put on. It's not a Craigslist. It's not just a list yeah. of your products, right? It's actually a store. And if you're looking at a brick and mortar store, um, you know, you're constantly, it's fluid. You're constantly rearranging things to make sure that the right products are getting sold, the right kind of customers are getting directed to the right part of your store, et cetera. And it's somehow, you know, when folks come online, they sort of think of it almost like, it's just a listing of my products. It's like a Craigslist, it's not. So the top stores actually constantly uh, keep an eye on the data and then they take decisions to that. And I totally understand it's super hard for, let's say, a, you know, a, a brand, which is like, again, as I said, five to $10 million in GMV, it's, it's really hard because that brand owner is not a data scientist. That, that person's like, you know, a, 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 I think a, a expert on what they love to sell, like the product they, that they really care well, about. And also just as an entrepreneur, you have to do lots and lots of different you know a bit about this you know you're a bit of a yeah you know yeah. you're in my case I'm a bit of a retailer I'm a bit of a data scientist I'm a bit of a you know fulfillment you know I have to do fulfillment marketplaces Shopify I have to do a bit of everything you have to do a bit of everything and uh, but you know the the kind of uh, firepower that let's say a you know hundred million dollar like a dawn foods can put into let's say just data it, it's not that easy right so uh, what happens is that a lot of folks don't get do as many things that they can because you're really sort of burning out to do the everyday simple things and not really getting the space to kind of step back and look at what else what experiments can I run and uh, can I cohortize all my data can I look at like what sort of uh, you know, uh, CTAs work for one cohort of customers versus other little tough things to do on an everyday basis, right? So the top teams constantly keep a watch of uh, their data and they constantly take decisions on what they are running in their store based on their data, right? The second thing that the top teams do is that they actually change their, even a simple sales strategy, they change it quite often, right? So, I mean, you know, thinking about sales and promotions, it's as simple as maybe I just ran a flat 50% discount, but it's not that. There's like tons of different sale types of sales that you can run. You can run like, you know, a flat, you can run it buy one, get ones. You can do, uh, you know, uh, up to, uh, you know, $99, like stuff like that. Or you can do bundle freebies together. So there's this bunch of different, you know, sales strategies itself. And imagine now step back and there's so many other things to do. So uh, the top stores definitely experiment with different kinds of promotions and different kinds of strategies, even within a bucket, right? So these, I would say, are the top things to keep in mind. Okay, great. So one last one. Okay, so what I think we've asked you, you know, what, so the future for your product, you think is very much you know, multi-channel, um, you know, but basically just, you know, being able to automate across the entire business? Yeah, being able to automate your customer experience, I would say, um, uh, there are great products that do a bunch of, you know, uh, automating your fulfillment, automating customer support and stuff like that. But but like for us, uh, you know, one important and even as a as someone who loves buying online, yeah, I think you're, it's, you're good it's, at the it's consumer. Yeah, it's it's underrated how important it is 
you know, uh, I mean, people don't talk, people talk about it often, but they think of it as a design problem consistently is how well do I repackage my communication? Uh, but it's not just a design problem. It's also a operation and a data problem because, you know, what looks good for me might not be the same for you, right? You might think something else looks, it looks different, some different color catches your eye, right? So the experience is so crucial for how we have such short attention spans nowadays. We're like inundated with like tens of different brands selling very similar products that it's so crucial to get that experience right at the drop of a hat. The first time I meet that brand, they got to get it right, right? So okay. I, I, think, I think experience is something that there's a ton to do. And uh, you see that, by the way, in, 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 the, in the enterprise segment, there are digital experience platforms now like Bloomreach who actually uh, enable large, large teams with $500 million in GMV actually automate a bunch of their experience, right? The digital experience. But of course, uh, our goal is that, can we bring that? Can we simplify that, make it no code, make it automated and bring it to everybody else? Okay, so retail is detail. <laughs> retail is detail, absolutely. Fiona, I've, got, I've got one last question for you. Right, I like to have a little fluffy question at the end. What has inspired you recently? Yeah, I, I was thinking about that. And uh, so it, the, the thing that quickly came to my mind, so I'm going to you know, speak about that. There's this book, um, it's called Liftoff. And it's, it talks about like the early desperate days of the SpaceX program, right? Like how, like the race to launch that first successful rocket up. Um, and it, it was like one failure after another, it just wasn't working. And then finally they got it right. They had a deadline to Elon Musk and his entire team, of course, like had to, uh, you know, really make it work that it's not one big failure. And, and the reason that that was interesting for me is because I think as, as we are growing and as we are hiring uh, and as we are seeing young folks join our team, uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's becoming very pertinent that, uh, you know, today we just have a little bit less of the, I would say, patience uh, to kind of iterate, to kind of get things right, to kind of look at like the details and say that, hey, if it doesn't work now, it's okay. It's, you know, let's, let's, you know, look at what went wrong and continue persevering on it, right? And it's the same even for brands. And uh, you see like tons and tons of creators come online, create brands and you know, Shopify itself has so many brands that run out of business every single month. And uh, I think this, this book was very interesting for me because on one side, I'm seeing this like lack of patience and seeing this uh, you know, retail where tons of companies just shut down so quick. But on the other hand, this book was all about that like desperation, but how that converted into something successful. So it was very inspirational. Excellent. I have to read it. I like that. Cool. Klaus, it's been lovely to speak to you. And uh, I think I will try out your products on my retail store. You should, for I sure. Should. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye.